Good morning. It's a privilege to bring before you a brother who exercised the patience of the saints. And he loved two passages, and I want to read those passages to you right now. I'm going to start with a parable, Matthew 25, 1 through 13. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, That's right. and the door was shut. That's right. mm-hmm. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. That's right. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. That's right. Amen. There's one more passage that our brother loved, and it was Psalm 116.15. And he, he had a much better appreciation for this than we do. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Amen. Amen. And so we go into our martyr. About the 17th of September, suffered at Islington, the, four, the following four professors of Christ were executed. Ralph Allerton, James Austu, Marjorie Austu, and Richard Roth. And Richard Roth is going to be the, one, the brother that we focus on this morning. James Austu and his wife of St. Alhallows, Barking London, were sentenced for not believing in the presence. Richard Roth rejected the seven sacraments and was accused of comforting the heretics by the following letter written in his own blood and intended to have sent to his friends at Colchester. So just, just right there, he had to go to some pretty, pretty creative lengths in his state of affliction and torment and imprisonment to write a letter just so he could encourage his friends. He had to write with his own blood. And here's what he said. Oh, dear brethren and sisters, how much reason have you to rejoice in God that he hath given you such faith to overcome this bloodthirsty tyrant thus far? Yes. And no doubt he that hath begun that good work in you will fulfill it unto the end. Yes. O oh, dear hearts in Christ, what a crown of glory shall ye receive with Christ in the kingdom of God. Oh, that it had been good, the good will of God that I had been ready to have gone with you. For I lie in my Lord's little ease by day, and in the night I lie in the coal house, apart from Ralph Allerton or any other. And we look every day when we shall be condemned. For he said that I should be burned within ten days before Easter, but I lie still at the pool's brink, and every man goeth him before me. But we abide patiently, patiently by the Lord's leisure, with many bonds and fetters and stocks, by which we have received great joy of God. And now fare you well, dear brethren and sisters, in this world, but I trust to see you in the heavens face to face. O brother Munt, with your wife and my sister Rose, how blessed are you in the Lord 
that God hath found you worthy to suffer for his sake with all the rest of my dear brethren and sisters, known and unknown. O be joyful even unto death. Fear it not, saith Christ, for I have overcome death. O dear heart, seeing that Jesus Christ will be our help, O tarry you in the Lord's leisure. Be strong, let your hearts be of good comfort, and wait you still for the Lord. He is at hand. Yea, the angel of the Lord pitcheth his tent round about them that fear him, and delivereth them which way he seeth best. For our lives are in the Lord's hands, and they can do nothing unto us before God suffer them. They can do nothing unto us before God suffer them. Therefore give all thanks to God. O dear hearts, you shall be clothed in long white garments upon the Mount of Zion with the multitude of saints and with Jesus Christ our Savior who will never forsake us. O blessed virgins, ye have played the wise virgin's part and that ye have taken oil in your lamps that ye may go in with the bridegroom when he cometh into the everlasting joy with him. But as for the foolish, they shall be shut out because they made not themselves ready to suffer with Christ, neither go about to take up his cross. O dear hearts, how precious shall your death be in the sight of the Lord, for dear is the death of his saints. O fare ye well, and pray. The graces of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Amen. Pray. 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 Written by me with my own blood. Richard Roth. Amen. This letter, so justly naming Bonner, the Bishop of London under Queen Mary, also known as Bloody Mary, as the bloodthirsty tyrant, was not likely to excite his compassion. Roth accused him of bringing them to secret examination by night because he was afraid of the people by day, being Bonner was afraid of the people. Resisting every temptation to recant, he was condemned, and on September 17th, 1557, one year before the end of the reign of Queen Mary, these four martyrs perished at Islington for the testimony of the Lamb who was slain that they might be of the redeemed of God. Yes, glory. Uh, going through this testimony and him bringing up the parable of the virgins, I went back and read it, and I was struck with this thought. Uh, we don't go through this kind of suffering. It's been said before, and it's worth remembering that we don't go through this kind of suffering. We don't have to because of the religious liberties that we've been thanking the Lord for recently that we have in this nation. Uh, But does that comfort allow us to go into a state of complacency? How prepared are we to meet the Lord Jesus Christ? Are lamps filled? Are we independently and individually filling them and checking them each day to make sure there's enough oil in them when the bridegroom does come or we go to meet him first? Or do we use the spirituality and faith of others to feed our own and fall back into carnal habits when no one is around? Being the foolish that went unto the wise, asking for their oil because they were prepared. We're all accountable to keep our personal lamps full. But we have the privilege and joy of keeping them full with the expectation that our bridegroom is coming and we will see him soon. The Lord be praised. Amen.